This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 32 of the Animaniacast. A very what good show so on chimpanzees and the media. They had a clip of Never J. Mind. Fred There's Lugs a person up here you gotta meet. Show. Mel Gibson? But it was Fred's chimpanzee Close. girlfriend that had me stumped. I couldn't remember her name, so I looked it up. Her name was Phoebe B. Beebe. Dot Warner, this is Francis Pumphandle, but... Everyone, everyone calls, calls me, me Pip. Pip. Anyway, as I was saying, eight months ago, Tuesday the 17th, I went downtown on a nice relaxing stroll. And welcome once again to another episode of the Animated Cast. We are the one and only podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series, The Animaniacs. Each and every week we revisit a new episode of the series and we discuss all the hidden references and uh, not-so-hidden references, all the gags, all the jokes, and we discuss uh, what we really liked about the episode, what we didn't really like so much about the episode, uh, and uh, in the end, we give each and every episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. Remember, Nathan spelled backwards is Nathan. And across the country in Georgia is Kelly. Hello. I'm so proud because Nathan used my catchphrase that I they sent. Oh, him. are you Joey in Tucson? That's right. <laughs> okay. It, because today's episode ended with Yakko saying, "And remember, everybody, Yakko spelled backwards is okay." Mm-hmm. So I said, "Oh, wait a minute, Nathan spelled." backwards is it's also okay not to oh. no no <laughs> it's not not it's like nothing you're nah. like you're like nothing nah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway today we're discussing episode 32 of animaniacs it which uh, includes the segment's chairman of the board it has the planet's song and uh it has astro buttons which is a mindy and buttons cartoon so nathan uh, when did this episode first premiere? Oh, Joey, this first premiered November 2nd, 1993, which was just one day after the Maastricht Treaty took effect. This formally established the European Union, which, of course, was in the news after the Brexit. So, Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, very nice. Uh, and, guys, what did you think about this episode? Uh, Kelly, What? Do you, any any particular thoughts on... Well, I would say chairman of the board in particular. I, I, I love it, but I hate it at the same time. <laughs> and Nathan, what about you? I enjoyed it. I feel like a space cadet. Okay. You feel like a space cadet. Or a space head. You feel like a space head. <laughs> All right. Well, today's a little, I guess, variable verse mm-hmm. is what we're calling it, right? Was a little bit different. A little bit different. Yeah, it was uh, a new one. It was uh, Yakko looking at the camera and and uh, kind of raising his eyebrows up and down and saying Dana Delaney. Yeah, Dana Delaney. Do you have any idea who Dana Delaney is? I looked her up and I was like, "Ooh, that's who it is." 
And and what is Dana Delaney from that you remember from? Batman Mask of the Phantasm. <laughs> That's exactly what um, I was going to say. I also say. saw Flashpoint, and she was Lois Lane in that. She does yeah. a lot of uh, She was in the Bruce, acting. In, the, in the Bruce Tim verse of uh, Superman and stuff. She so. did the voice of uh, Lois Lane. Yeah. But yeah, that's what one of my favorite one of my favorite Batman movies of mine. Yeah, I think it may be the best Batman movie is still. Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. You ever see that, Kelly? Yes. I love that movie. My favorite yeah, I Joker. Liked, um, I liked uh, the, the Batman animated series and, and the movies. Yeah. Well, she, she was in uh, uh, the recent series Body of Proof, which I've never seen. And she was in uh, the old TV drama China China Beach. But those are, again, I'm not much into TV dramas. But you mentioned Batman to me. <laughs> or Superman. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm all over that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I felt. Yeah. Hey, what happened to you? Trip over some loose cash? It's been three days since we met and still no calls. I figured you must be dead or something. You expect every guy you meet to call you up? <laughs> the ones that are smart enough to dial a phone. <laughs> what is that? Jiu-jitsu. Gesundheit. That was a joke. Jiu-jitsu is no joke. It takes years to master. <laughs> Hey! Got a few moves of my own. Um, apparently, according to the wiki, there was a time where Dot saying this as a mistake. Like they showed footage of her saying, "Here's the show's namey with Yakko's voice over it, saying Dana Delaney." Yeah, I don't know if that's on. Interesting. That's not wasn't on the Netflix yeah, version. Not on that Netflix I saw. and it's not on. Yeah, so huh? I'll take I'll take their word at it. But... Apparently, some version out there. There's. The dot saying it too. So. Yeah, I saw something like that. Like there was some weird thing, but I didn't know what they were talking about, so I just kept moving on, <laughs> went on with my life. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and uh, talk about the how the how the show opens after our variable verse. We have one of these cool little uh, sh- tower escapes that mm-hmm. we've gotten familiar with seeing, and this one was kind of cool. It had a uh, a tower escape involving a garden hose that comes out of the tower. Ralph is using the garden hose to, I think, water some bushes or something like that. Yeah. And out from the hose come the Warner Brothers and kind of this big poof of spurt of Warner Brothers. And they all pop out into the bushes and then run away. Which, um, it's weird. The door's ajar. They could have just walked out. <laughs> <laughs> but... But you know, it's it was a cute little thing. Yeah, no, I like that. Not much more to say than that. That those these tower escapes, I think they're always a cute way to start the show off. Mm-hmm. And you know, hey, let's start the show off, and it's good animation, and let the fun begin, kind of thing. But uh, this first segment right here, like Kelly said, <laughs> it's one that you love it and you hate it at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's called Chairman of the Board. And Chairman of the Board was written by Tom Minton, Tom Ruger, Paul Rugg, and Sherry Stoner. And it was directed by Rusty Mills and Chris Brandt. And Kelly, well, what can you tell us about what happens in Chairman of the Board? The Warner siblings are hiding under a banquet table at a Hollywood function and they keep stealing food, and they run out of, I think it's cheese balls. Yep. So Yakko goes to get some more, and he meets Francis Pip Pump Handle, and <laughs> they greet each other and, and introduce each other to, to one another, and 
Pip doesn't shut up. He just <laughs> he he relates the food to Bob Barker and just keeps going. And Yakko does everything in his power to get away from him. And then he skits Dot and replaces her with him or him with her. And he runs away. And then Dot said, "I'm going to kill my brother very badly." <laughs> Which- and then. I'm sorry. I just love her smile when she says <laughs> that, by the way. Anyway, go ahead. Very very gritted teeth. Yes. And then uh, Wacko, he's next. And, and so he um, he has to endure it as well. And then so then they, they try to leave the party. And Pip's there. He's there when they get on the bus. He's there back at the water tower. And he hardly ever even pauses in his... In his um, basically, it's a monologue. Yeah. And... Every you know every little detail. It's like oh, I think it was the seventeenth, or no, maybe it was the eighteenth. No, no, it was the seventeenth because it was week after my aunt's birthday. And I mean, it just everything's connected, and it's this whole long string of, of thought processes until he finally comes to the story, story's conclusion, and then he just gets up and leaves. <laughs> and then the the twist part is, of course, the Warners. Yeah. Instead of saying. Thank, oh yeah! Whew. Thank goodness he's gone. They say I I miss him. <laughs> they run after Pip and they run after him to get more about what happened to the this and what happened to that. And mm-hmm. uh, did you ever meet Don Knotts? And oh yeah, did you ever meet Don Knotts? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over some of the the quick references in this because th- there's just a there's a few uh, quick ones before we mention some of our favorite moments and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but first of all, the the restaurant is called Infatigo. Uh, Impetigo, which is a skin disease, which is kind of a weird thing for the the restaurant to be called. Uh, it's spelled differently than the Impetigo disease, but it's pronounced very similarly, hmm. I believe. Um, I think some people were uh, saying it's probably a reference to the uh, Hollywood restaurant Spagos. Mm. But uh, really, probably the, the biggest moment is right at the beginning, right when they're kind of panning across this this restaurant with all the Hollywood elites. And we see these really good caricatures of uh, some stars. And it was nice to see stars that I could recognize right away without having to look them up. Mm-hmm. Like, who's that supposed to be? Who's that supposed to yeah. be? Um, there was Cher and Jack Nicholson. We okay. had, uh, there was uh, Kramer versus Kramer oh, versus we'll, Kramer. Before, you know, before we get to, <laughs> yes, there was, uh, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. There was Kirk Douglas uh, holding a ham, which I suppose that's supposed to be mean that he's a giant ham as well, I suppose. I guess. Uh, but uh, th- then they had Dustin Hoffman, Meryl Streep, and Michael Richards in the middle, mm-hmm. or Kramer from Seinfeld right yeah. there in the middle. And that took me a second to get, oh, that's Kramer, and Meryl Streep and Dustin Hoffman were Kramer, Kramer versus in the movie Kramer versus Kramer in like mm-hmm. 19 what was that 19 I'm going to guess 81 82 perhaps something around the the early 80s um so yeah Kramer versus Kramer versus Kramer yeah <laughs> right there so it's like... <laughs> that was kind of cool and then as we move forward more across the we got to see Michael Keaton uh who Michael Keaton's caricature the Warner Brothers artists must have loved doing him and and Cher, I think, by the way, because mm-hmm. him and Cher, they were, you know, constantly in the background of stuff. And uh, Arsenio Hall uh, is there as well. We have uh, Morgan uh, Freeman 
and Clint Eastwood. And I believe they were, they must've been quoting lines from, uh, Unforgiven, because I know they were in that movie together. You just saw that movie, right, Kelly? Uh, yeah, I saw it a couple months ago for for the first time, and uh, that that was my thought too. That you know, because he's sort of saying, "I'm not like that anymore," and he'd kind of put the the gunsling in what ways behind him in the film, and and Morgan Freeman was an old friend from the past, and so yeah, I think that was a reference to Unforgiven. Okay. This was probably around the time it won the Academy Award. I mean, I, don't call me on that. You know, but, yeah, um, it says right here in, the, in this uh, guide right here that Unforgiven oh. came out in 1992. So this is all matching up with uh, with that time period. Okay. And uh, and then of course the last segment we have the last table I should say had Tom Selleck and Marlon Brando sitting together. Uh, with Marlon Brando doing the typical uh, caricature of I'm just going to eat every food mm-hmm. <laughs> that's in front of me. Um, and I think he's talking, was he talking about the world? Yeah, or? he's educational. So he's, okay. the world's not flat. It's so, round. So this <laughs> is this is apparently what it might have been referencing was that both these two, these two actors, Tom Selleck and Marlon Brando, were in a 1992 Christopher Columbus film, uh, which there was at least two of them, hmm. I think, in 1992, because, of course, 1992, Nathan, was the 500th anniversary of... Animaniac. I took a shot in the dark. <laughs> no, Kurt, sorry, so close. Christopher Columbus, oh, 1492, yes. 1992. So, of course, Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood knowing, hey, we have to put out... Christopher Columbus movies. Do 92. <laughs> 92 films of Christopher Columbus. <laughs> now, uh, Marlon Brando and, and uh, Tom Selleck were in the movie together, and, and Tom, uh, Tom Selleck played uh, uh, Torquemada, and uh, King Ferdinand V was played by Marlon Brando. So perhaps that's why they're talking about the world is round. Yeah, makes sense. Go. Wasn't Torquemada a part of the Spanish Inquisition? Perhaps? Yes, he was the first Grand Inquisitor in Spain's movement to homogenize religious practices with those of the Catholic Church. Well, there you go. Thank you, Jeopardy! (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, there was one... One of the things I really liked about this as they went across was the... Let's go all the way back to Cher and Jack Nicholson, who were in uh, uh, Witches of Eastwick together in that movie, which I've never seen. I've always wanted... It's always been one of those movies that I wanted to see... But when it came out, I was too young to see it. Um, but Cher is pouring sugar into her, I'm assuming, coffee, like mm. a giant bag of it. And she was, at the time, the spokesperson for NutraSweet. I put it in my cereal. I put it in my iced tea. I put it on half a grapefruit. I think that people don't realize how much sugar they eat. You're more concerned about what you put in your car than what you put in your body. There's sugar, there's the pink stuff, and there's Equal. You have those three choices. Only Equal has 100% NutraSweet. No sugar, no saccharin. When I sit down to make a choice, I choose Equal. Oh, so that made that was the whole reasoning behind her pouring sugar into her into her thing. At the right now, it makes absolutely no sense. We don't think of share and NutraSweet, yeah, <laughs> at all. But uh, I could see back in 1992, like, oh, she's pouring sugar, not even NutraSweet, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that was one of those. I was very proud of my pop culture brain to to get that without even looking it up. I was like, oh yeah, she didn't she do like 
NutraSweet or Sweet and Low or something like that. So, yay me. <laughs> um, there was a there was also a quick reference to the movie Oliver. Mm-hmm. Where, I got that one. Where they they want to get more cheese balls. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have some more? More. And gosh, it's been so long since I've seen Oliver. Yeah, that's um, the only part of the movie I remember, and I may not have watched anything past that part. Actually, <laughs> you gotta that it's. I remember the the got to pick a pot, pocket or two. Mm, I remember that, that song, that guy, and I and I just uh, and there's a few other songs I remember, but I just remember liking the mm-hmm. the the pickpocket leader, who you're not really supposed to like by the end of the movie, but whatever. <laughs> It's been like 20-something years since I've seen that movie, so have to forgive me. And then, of course, if you don't know who Bob Barker is, I feel sorry for you, because Pip's story is all most, it's mostly about Bob Barker. Oh, it's about 20% about Bob Barker. Bob Bar- <laughs> 20% about Bob Barker. But, but he- that's more than any other percent of the story, so that's good. <laughs> he mentions, he mentions J. Fred Muggs, who was one of the, the, a chimpanzee on the Today Show back in like the 50s or 60s, I believe. I think in the 1950s. Hmm. Um, he talks about Catch Twenty Two, the the book and the movie. Um, he talks about. Let's see here. He talks about Leo Sayer, which I have no idea. I, he talks about this. Leo Sayer was a. It says right here that he is a British-born singer, songwriter, musician, and entertainer. Uh. I I don't know what he's famous for singing though. I don't. I'm, I don't know. I got nothing yeah. either. Oh come on, Leo Sayer. Let me just look for something real quick because it's just going to drive me crazy, and then we're not going to be able to. Here we go, Leo Sayer. Take it away. This is terrible. <laughs> oh, you know this song. So this is the song that Pip likes to listen to. Mm, this is a guy singing too. Yes. Which I actually thought <laughs> when I heard this song as a kid, mm-hmm. I didn't think this was a. Guy. <laughs> no, I would not have known this was a guy singing. I mean, now maybe. Yeah, I always thought this was a woman. Wow. There you go. I could just imagine Pip dancing to this now. <laughs> well, you want to let loose. <laughs> so there you go. That's Leo Sayer. There, good. I I reckon I I now can put that to rest of what who Leo Sayer is. <laughs> um, but that's you know, there's there's some other things right here, and and the thing is, Pip talks on and on. For a long time, yeah. In this, in this, and I, I really tried my hardest to just try to tune out all the things that was going on and mm-hmm. just listen to Pip. Um, but number one, it's almost impossible because he really is so boring. Yeah. And number two, the, the Warners talk over the him. Warners talk over so him, so it a few makes times. it hard to. I, I I did it, but I had to rewind it multiple times to be like, oh, I'm okay. I, I stopped paying attention. <laughs> And the sad, and the sad thing is when you actually do, then you're still not getting that much of a story out of it oh, because it's, it's such a circular story of nothingness that yeah. it's never going anywhere. 
Um, okay, guys, what did you think? Uh, Kelly, what do you think about this first uh, chairman of the board? By the way, chairman of the board spelled B-O-R-E-D. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <But> he, <laughs> so what do you what do you guys think? What are your favorite moments, uh, gags, things like that? Well, like I said, I, I kind of love it and hate it all in the same because I I like the premise of it. It was just cute and, and the fact that they uh, missed him when he was gone because now there's a sudden silence. And um, uh, he also reminded me, I mean, I've, I've met people throughout my life that they're like this. And you really just don't know what to do because you don't want to be rude and interrupt and um but, uh, you know, I've even, I've even spoken to people sometimes. It's like, well, my mother, <laughs> because I can, <laughs> I can speak to my mother this way, but she'd start telling a story and, um, she's like, well, I was at the grocery store the other day and I saw so-and-so and, you know, I was picking up some Coca-Cola and this and that. And I'm like, what is your point? Like what actually happened at the grocery store? Because she'd get mired in all these details and stuff. And she she'd get irritated with me, but you know, that's what mothers do. <laughs> and um, so I, I thought that was funny that they kind of took that situation because we all have somebody like that that we've met or, or have in our lives and, and sort of made it even bigger and uh, animated it. Yeah. And I, and I love Ben Stein's voice. <laughs> yes, it's been... It is boring, though. I mean, yeah. it's supposed to be. It's monotonous and very, you know, flat, but... But I loved him for for this character. Yeah, but let's mention Ben Stein. Of course, is I mean, he was the uh, I believe he was the script writer for uh, Richard Nixon at one point <laughs> early in his career before he was ever an actor. Uh, and the, and then of course there was a a little movie called Ferris Bueller's uh, uh, Day Off. Mm-hmm. Bueller, <laughs> Bueller, Adamson here, Adler here, Anderson. Anderson, here. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Um, he's sick. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Thank you, Simone. And that really sent him you know, to, you know, new heights of like, oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, at, I think it was after this episode, I think it was more like mid late nineties that there was, uh, the, the game show on comedy central, uh, win Ben Stein's win Ben Stein's money, mm-hmm. which, uh, I always loved watching that because who was that? It was Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel and him hosting it together. And it was, and Ben Stein would take it so seriously. Yeah. Oh, he, he really so, wanted to win. He was really good at it too. Like, oh yeah, he was a, such a smart man. Yeah. Did but. you ever watch that show at all, Kelly? I know, be, being a Jeopardy fan, was that ever your style of, of thing? Yes. Or? Yes, of course. Yes. I yeah. remember watching that with my dad all the time, and my dad trying to get all the answers. You know, the whole the whole thing was at the end you got to get the same questions to as Ben Stein. And if you got more correct than Ben Stein, mm-hmm. you won quote unquote, his money. It really yeah. wasn't his money. It was whoever. But um, I just remember whenever Ben Stein would get an answer wrong, he would just 
stop and he had the shocked face of what no like and then I if someone else wrong. got it right he was like he was like that or and like really impressed too i'm putting up five thousand dollars that says i know more than you so if you're smart enough fast enough and if you've got the guts you can win ben stein's money he's forever going to be known as the most boring sounding voice in the world yeah he was in the mask as that so yeah and numerous visine ads and who <laughs> we all wear masks <laughs> metaphorically speaking <laughs> well this is second that's at least the second time nathan you're bringing up references to the masks the mask so i don't know i haven't seen that movie in so long it's such a good that? movie <laughs> stanley ipkiss <laughs> okay um yeah uh, he he reminded me of bill murray in uh little shop of horrors the oh yeah bill murray just keeps talking and talking and talking well and that's the thing it's like he can't the warners in this situation can't do their typical thing like they would say do to mr director you can't hit him on the head with an anvil or a Mm -hmm. mallet because he's not a bad person. No. Pip is not a bad person. He's a very annoying person. But he's really friendly and like... <laughs> but he's very friendly. He's just... He's, he's not doing it on purpose. No. And, it's, and I think that's what the Warners... They, and the Warners aren't mean people mm-hmm. back to him. They just say, well, that's great. We're going to go right go now. Away. <laughs> go away. Oh, my favorite line is definitely wacko. And there's yeah. just the understated go away. <laughs> it's the funniest. Um, now, for me, there's nothing more relaxing than Go a away. nice leisurely stroll like the one I... And, <laughs> and, I, that, and then that having that little gag of, of having a fake hand mm-hmm. that Wacko had as well was really cool. Um, the whole handshake uh, thing They was, had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. yeah. I like the animation in this. Like, yeah. It was really well done. Yeah, definitely. This is done by Startoons, I believe, and this is one of their best uh, animation by this the group of animators, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, I'm not a fan of Startoons animation, but uh, this, this one's pretty good. Uh, there was one weird part where Dot's shaking the hand, and it only looks like she has, like, one arm. Do you know what I'm, the scene no, I'm talking about? No, I didn't notice that, but... Yeah, she, it, it didn't look bad. It just looked it looked stylized in a way that uh, looked, looked kind of funny and stuff. Hmm. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, my favorite moment, if I had to pick one in this particular episode, this cartoon, I should say, it was the go-away part. Yeah. Just what I was saying that. <laughs> that was my favorite part. I, yeah, not I can't really think of much more to say than this. Than this is, I think, one of the the better Animaniacs cartoons. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching. Just it's, it's good to flip things around mm-hmm. uh, on the Warners for this once. And uh, just to see what happens. Cause usually they're the person, they're the ones who are driving the, the annoyance. The, yeah. They're driving the other person insane. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's flipped back at and they're, them. And they're winning always, you know, but exactly. this one, they're like never quite winning. Like no matter what they do. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. Just, yeah. And a lot of and a lot of good scenes of Wacko just eating random things. Yeah, he eats so much. He's a glass uh, <laughs> plates, and he just vacuums up like an entire plate of stuff. Puts mm-hmm. it in his bag. And... Even takes a doggy bag <laughs> with a doggy in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just yeah, very cute. It's time to tour the planets that make up our solar system. Come on. Okay, well, right in the middle of today's uh, episode, we have a quick song, and it is a very quick song. It's the Planets song. Mm-hmm. The music was the music was by Richard Stone. 
The lyrics were by Paul Rugg, and direction was by Rusty Mills. And, uh, you know, let's see, this is a pretty quick cartoon. uh, Yakko's going through uh, the planets of our solar system, all the way to Pluto. And at the end, he says, that's it. That's our solar system. Mm -hmm. And Wacko says, You forgot Uranus. Good night, everybody. What do you guys think about that? Uh, this this is one of the ones that I used to uh, used to be on one of the CDs. I know. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. on the original. Must have been on the first CD. I think. Right, yeah, Kelly? it's it's early in the season. Yeah, it, it was on my so. cassette. Yeah, yeah. So it was on the it was on the first soundtrack release. Um, it, it was just a cute, cool, cute song. Let's see, what is the uh, what is the tune to this one? That's it. Yeah, well, nailed it. What's the, I know, but what's the <laughs> tune? Name that tune. I don't know the tune. I don't know the tune. Oh, come on. The guy doesn't even have it. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so the, the, the tune is a catchy, familiar tune. Something. We'll just say that. And it's, I used to remember seeing this tune, you know, over and over because it's, it's fun to say. And who doesn't like the punchline at the end right there? Yeah. Uh, Any, any thoughts on this uh, quick cartoon, guys? Uh, Pluto is no longer a planet. It is a dwarf (laughs) planet. I mean, I guess that's still technically a planet, but then there's also a bunch of other planets that are also dwarf planets. So why not sing about those, Yakko? (laughs) (laughs) Or as they've said on, on the show Psych, you heard about Pluto, right? See. Pretty messed up. How <laughs> did that go? Something like that, right? Yeah. Well, there and they still haven't found Planet Nine, which is out there. It's That's true. This year, I think they're going to find it. That's what you're you're putting bets on. 2017 is yeah. the year they find the the real ninth planet. Mm-hmm. I think so. Is that the one that's that's a really huge planet, and they only know it's there because of like the the gravity, the gravity. around yep. it? So, so they're still looking for it. Though. It's like it's like Star Wars. That one. Planet X. Yeah, sure. The it's Death planet. Star. What if it's the Death Star out it there? It could be the Death Star, too. Uh-oh. Uh, we did a poll on this, and it lost to Yakko's Universe. Oh, okay. So, so there you go. So this already, has already been at a poll. Mm-hmm. We did that, like, early on. Yeah, that was, run. like, our third or fourth. Ah, so there we go. Yeah, it's not as good as Yakko's Universe. I think some of the footage from this is reused for mm-hmm. Yakko's it Universe, is. which I didn't realize at the time. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. But... Um, I don't know. It's a nice little filler song. Yeah, I still enjoy it. I think I remember Randy Rogel actually saying that Yakko's universe was going to originally be... Well, it was going to include all nine planets. Right. But then... They heard that they were doing this. Yeah, why Why do both? So it's like, oh, okay, I'll just talk about how vast the universe is instead of specifically hear all the well, different planets. I think planets. it was... Yeah, I was going to start with the solar system, explain how big the solar system is, and then go... Oh, okay. So it was, it was just going to be a little bit longer of a song. So it just but, affected the other song more than yeah. that. Okay, so very cool. Well, the last major cartoon that we have for this episode is called Astro Buttons. <laughs> And Astro Buttons was written by Nicholas Hollander, and it was directed by Gary Hartle and Rich Ahrens. And Nathan, what happens in Astro Buttons? Buttons and Mindy are in space. Thank you. Mindy uh, has lost her ball, and she's chasing it all around 
the space station. <laughs> Are they on the moon? I can't remember. They're in some They're intergalactic like, area. Yeah, some sort of space area. And they end up uh, going up in like a rocket ship. And the rocket explodes. And they teleport back. And Buttons was given one job, which was to keep Mindy away from the duplicator. She she teleports right into the duplicator, folks. And she duplicates like no other. There are so many Mindys by the end of this cartoon, folks. And <laughs> Buttons quits. Yep. And that would have been the perfect... If this was the last Mindy and Buttons cartoon, yeah, that, that would have been, been the perfect finale to all these. Just a Buttons is gone. I, I think it is the last one sequentially. So I don't think they do anyone's, you know, in the timeline of Mindy and Buttons. Oh, I'm that's pretty sure true. This is probably the last one. So. It's the one farthest in the future, I suppose. So right? there you go. <laughs> so this is the last Mindy's and Buttons. It took so. him hundreds of hundreds of years, but eventually this... he did quit. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, I suppose really the biggest cultural reference in, in this were ones that referred back to TV. Specifically, there was a Gilligan's Island uh, thing going on hmm. where okay. they're walking by and they're seeing two aliens kind of saying, uh, don't worry, little buddy, we'll get mm -hmm. out of here or something like that. Yeah. That's on the giant TV that yes. the parents are watching. And, uh, but the biggest one of course was Star Trek. We have another appearance by, uh, <laughs> Dr. Spock and, uh, Captain, uh, Captain Kirk. Kirk. Mm -hmm. I was about to say Picard. I'm so not a Star Trek Captain fan. Captain Nemo. Captain Nemo. Yes. Spock and Captain Nemo were there. <laughs> and of course, they were going to say set step fa set phasers to shake and bake, I believe. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if that's partially why their heads got mixed up or if it was just purely a teleportation issue. But there's a lot of tell. Yeah, even the teleportation is definitely a uh, Star Trek, Star Trek thing yeah. going on. And uh, this, there was a part where they're running by these two aliens playing chess, mm -hmm. but the chessboard itself is that kind of elevated, raised, three-dimensional chess that they would play in Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, I've seen that sold every now and then. I've seen some some Trekkies out there, I believe, know how to actually play that version of chess, which I've never, yeah. I've never. I don't even know how to play normal chess, let alone that kind of elevated chess. Have you ever seen that kind of chess, Nathan? I've seen it, but I don't know how to play it. Ah, uh, so there you go. So maybe I could beat you at that version. Aha. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> well, what do you guys think? What are what are some of your favorite moments, guys, of, of this particular cartoon? I liked when Buttons kicked the ball after they getting out of the teleporter and then immediately regretted kicking the ball because then Mindy's course chase the ball <laughs> chased him up uh kelly any any moments that stood up for you i like the star trek references <laughs> Those... even though i'm not much of a trek fan I, I just appreciated them that they were funny yeah the whole thing really felt kind of a uh, star trekish uh, slash jetsony i i think mm -hmm. um i really liked how mindy called her mom space lady yeah <laughs> have fun angel okay space lady Please don't call me Space Lady. Call me Mom, Mommy, Mother, anything but not Space Lady. Okay, Space Lady, I love you. Bye-bye. The whole, it, it took me, I think, the second time to watch this of why the rocket ship, ex why was this rocket ship exploding in the first place? Did you catch that, Ethan? Um, I figured there was, like, trash inside of it. Yeah, they, right? they, were, sending a <laughs> they were sending a rocket ship with filled with toxic waste mm. up into somewhere in the middle of space just so, to blow it up so they could get rid of the toxic waste. Doesn't seem safe. 
doesn't seem like it seems worse to do that than just keep it in the spaceship yeah and that way it's all localized <clears throat> instead of just exploding chemicals yeah. all over the universe <laughs> yeah i i agree just keep it in that ship and just keep it going in one direction yeah space people and then like it's less likely to ever encounter anything if you just yeah but hey we're not in charge of these space people they seem to they seem to have a pretty good society going on where they, they have could've... multiple different races from different alien societies That's all true. together in one sort of utopian society where you can simply duplicate your food <laughs> or your drinks just to make more very easily yeah or people even all you need to do is just install those weird little antenna things on top of your head and you're set. Yeah. <laughs> so um I didn't see what made the space ball so space ball-y, but I mean it has uh rings oh, I about you were, it. I thought you were talking about space balls for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh Mindy's ball. It's a uh, has rings around it, but other than that, it seemed. And the, her little energy thing is perhaps the worst energy, perhaps the worst harness ever. Mm, yeah, it, all you do is put your hand on it. Put your hand out to block the energy so that you're not in it anymore. And I'm like, wait a minute, in the future, you're supposed to be a better <laughs> way <laughs> this is to... Worse than... This is worse than before. I was watching this with my wife, and my wife, again, was just saying... These parents are the worst. These are not. She goes. These do. These are not parents. These parents mm-hmm. push off their their the work to to a dog, and then they punish it at the end. But at least buttons quit yeah. at the end. I will say that I didn't feel that bad for buttons at the end because no. at least he quit. Buttons, didn't I tell you to keep Mindy away from that duplicator? Now look what you've done. <laughs> There's one last thing, because since we opened with a tower escape, escape. Mm-hmm. we have to go back to the tower at the end. So at the end, they're running towards the tower. And, the, the you know, the funny thing is with these these exits, I suppose you could say, mm-hmm. um, the animation is in 75% the same. And then they change like one little bit yeah. of it. So in this case... The part that they change is Wacko reaches into his bag and he pulls out a giant trampoline. Yeah. They jump on it and they say they're boingy, boingy, boingy. And they go back into the tower. <laughs> Ralph tries it and immediately gets chomped on it like a Venus flytrap. And yeah. uh, that's pretty much it. They shrug their shoulders and get in there. Not much really to say about that. I thought it was kind of cute. What do you guys think? I liked hearing dialogue in it. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think this yeah. is the only one that has dialogue and, and then, I, especially hearing Ralph saying "boingy boingy boingy," yeah, <laughs> that was a little different because I think the the dialogue from Yakko Yakko Wacko and Dot was probably just recycled from Newsreel of the Stars. Yeah, but just to hear Ralph saying "boingy boingy boingy," <laughs> like as if he has to say that for it to work. <laughs> he he had the good idea right yeah, there. Like, like maybe that's the magic word to get you up. <laughs> Still wasn't enough. <laughs> Well, it is now time, ladies and gentlemen, for our water tower rating. And, uh, well, what do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's cartoon? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. I think I'll go with three and a half. Uh, 
I thought chairman of the board was kind of clever and I was, it was fun to watch. And, um, I love the planet song. It's always been a, a long time favorite of mine. I, again, I'm not I'm, you know, the biggest buttons and Mindy fan in the world, but I have nothing against them. And I did like it, you know, that it was sort of a spacey episode. So, uh, yeah, three and a half. Okay. Nathan, what about you? I'm going with four water towers. Four. Okay. And why is that? I really enjoyed that first segment and the planet song was, uh, fun, of course. And I remembered this episode as a kid. So I must have liked it a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> so, uh, four stars and, uh, not four stars, Nathan. Yeah. Four stars of towers. <laughs> four stars of towers. <laughs> and I'm going to give it four stars of water towers as well. Um, because I, uh, I, I don't know. I liked this episode a little bit more than I, I, uh, remembered it. It mm -hmm. has some good solid things. And, um, Mindy and Buttons was a lot better than a lot of Mindy and Buttons for me. So, um, a little more creative, I think, than usual. And again, whenever Buttons gets to get a little bit more <laughs> dignity at the end <laughs> is good by me. Cause yeah. usually he's just yelled at and then Mindy says, it's okay, Buttons. I love you. And it's like, no. You're just going to do this again tomorrow, Mindy. <laughs> you can't say that every time, Mindy. <laughs> it gets old. I quit. I've done this for thousands of years now. <laughs> well, now that we've done our water tower rating, it is time for our poll results from last week. Hello again. This is your announcer with this week's Animaniacast poll. Listeners were asked, which Warner sibling has the best segment? Dot or Wacko? Hashtag Animaniacs. Hashtag Animaniacast poll. Well, 46% said it was the great Rakorati. So that means 54% said it was Dot's Poetry Corner making Dot the winner. Not only of this poll, but of being the cutest. Well, with that, it's time to head back to the studio with this week's brand new poll. Can't wait to see what it is. It's a, it was a pretty close one yeah, this time. Yeah, that was time. really close, so. So, what do you guys think? Uh, Kelly, what do you think is better, Wakarati or Dot's Poetry Corner? I liked Wakarati. Mm -hmm. I just think it's, I just, I love watching the, the episodes and the expressions that Wacko makes. Okay. And Nathan, what about you? I voted for Dot's Poetry Corner. That oh. was, it was a tough decision, though. I, I, that was almost a flip of a coin. Oh. <laughs> is this? Uh, yeah, this is. I like. I liked this poll question because mm -hmm. it, it really is. It's like, well, take two segments, and which one's better? Um, I, I went for Dot's Poetry Corner as well, but barely. Yeah. Um, because I don't like the animation in Dot's Poetry Corner, mm -hmm. and I, I guess I only gave it to Dot's Poetry Corner just because the. There had to be a little bit more writing involved, I suppose, yeah. with the with that whole process. But I mean, the great Wakarati. I mean, it's it's still it gets kids' attention to this day, and they love it. I mean, yeah. it's, what's not to love about burping? Unless it's right in front of you. I mean, that's not good. <laughs> but watching it on TV, it's still good. It's got great stuff. Well. Let's go ahead and let's get to the poll question for this week. And Nathan, do you have that written down? Yes. Okay, so what is our poll question for this week? All right, well, we just had a Mindy and Buttons 
uh, cartoon. So our question is, what is the best Mindy and Buttons cartoon, not including the one we just saw, obviously? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we kind of messed up. We should have done this a few weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. But, well, whatever. So we, we're going to do a Mindy Buttons one, but you can't consider this one in the run. Yeah, just forget this one happened, okay. and we'll do the, this so one the next time. Other, other than this... What are the four ones that so we, we got? Have? Like Operation Lollipop. Okay, she loses her lollipop and gets stuck to everything. There's Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, I believe it's called, where the cat gets on the construction zone and they're chasing it all around. There's Mesozoic Mindy, uh-huh. or back in Jurassic period or whatever, and then up the Crazy River where they save the planet from lumber yard. Yeah, that rainforest. Yeah, they save the rainforest. Yes, they save the rainforest. Okay, we can't do this one. So there we go. Yeah, I blame Twitter for not letting us do more than four. So, <laughs> yeah, if we only had, let's write those uh, petitions, get that change.org petition so that we could make this five <laughs> choices next time. I That'll make a difference. Buttons things. <laughs> so head on over to twitter.com slash animaniacast and uh, go ahead and look down for the uh, animaniacast poll, or you can simply search on Twitter for hashtag animaniacast poll and you can make your voice heard. Well, guys, with that, I think it's time to get to our contact information. So, Nathan, yes. where can people get in contact with you if they'd like to say hi online? Hey, Joey, I've told you this before. I'm sorry, I'll I keep forgetting. Tell you again. Okay. I'm on Twitter. Oh. Django FT, that's me. I've got like 20 plus followers. I'm blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? I'm on Twitter, Yoda Princess, or email Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com. Very cool. And uh, if you guys want to get in contact with the Animaniacast in general, we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are occasionally on Google Plus and Instagram as well. <laughs> but we're always available via email. You can send in your thoughts about our show or on a, any episode of Animaniacs, really, in general. You can send it over to Animaniacast at RetroZap.com. And speaking of RetroZap.com, you should head on over there to check out all the cool stuff there. We are a proud member of the RetroZap organization. And boy, oh boy, there's a lot of great articles. There's tons of podcasts on there as well that you should check out, including Techno Retro Dad, Skywalking Through Neverland, Brews and Blasters, Starship Sabers and Scandrels, and many, many, many more which I don't have time to talk to you about right now. But if you want to subscribe to every single one of them, there's a RetroZap feed that you can go to on iTunes and you can get every single one of those podcasts delivered to your feed easily and automatically, just like that, including ours. So there you go. Awesome. So with that, it's time to go. So uh, for the Animaniacast, I am Joey. And for Nathan and Kelly, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. You forgot Uranus. Good night, everybody. <laughs>